The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, friends. You are listening to The Social Hour. I'm your host, Francis Leary, and I'm so glad that you can be here with us today. You can reach me at radio at francisleary.com. And please make sure to connect with me online. Just look for Francis Leary, all one word, on pretty much every channel, and you will find me. So today, we are going to be talking about the difference between attraction and sales. And I'm super excited to have our guest, Shannon Shields, here. Shannon is the um, uh, Director of Marketing and Business Development at Wired Flare, and she really is an expert in attraction marketing. So Shannon, thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to join you again. Yeah, no, this is great. So yeah. um, as I was uh, thinking about the uh, the content for the show and you know what I really wanted to explore, it made me think of, um, well, Dating. Now, this has been some time ago um, in my earlier, earlier single life, but um, you know the whole concept of you know being attracted to someone, and then we we kind of all have those experiences that maybe are a little bit um, pushy on one side or the mm-hmm. other, and it kind of feels like the other person might be sort of selling you on them. Um, so uh. I remember, yeah, I remember one. I had moved to Newfoundland and, you know, I was in graduate school. I didn't know too many people there, I mean, outside of my program. And uh, so this guy that I had met through a friend of a friend asked me out and we went out to bingo, which is a favorite Newfoundland tradition. (laughs) So that was, that was really cool. And, um, and then, you know, he, he dropped me off home and stuff like that. And he went in for a kiss and I'm like, whoa, whoa, buddy. (laughs) Um, no thanks, (laughs) you know? And then from there, it just kind of proceeded. Like he would drop off a rose for me and he would, he would kept calling me and he would write me a letter. And, and, you know, on one hand, like I totally appreciate his persistence and, and, you know, sort of these romantic gestures, however, a little bit just out of place because, um, from everything on my perspective, anyway, I was not giving back any signs that I was actually attracted to him Uh, and, and it just seemed so like the feeling I got in the end was like, it was so pushy. It was so much of yeah. like this, you should really like me and you need to go out with me. And I'm this, uh, you know, I'm the one you should choose. And it was like, ew. So I kind of had this, um, it, it really turned me off. And yeah, I, mean, um, I think that's like the perfect example of attraction versus selling for sure. People don't want to be told what they like and want these days. So <laughs> definitely an awesome 
<laughs> awesome segue. <laughs> yeah. It, so like in, I think the same is true, right? For people in business, you know, whether we're consumers and we're out there looking for products that we need in our home or whatever, or whether we Absolutely. are looking for services, like in a B2B situation, we just don't want to be sold anymore. Right. So right. yeah, I guess in the that sense we're kind of developing relationships as well. In just not the same kind of relationship, of course. Well, likely not, I suppose. But uh yeah, you're you know, it's more than just buying a product or a service now. Right. So can you talk to us a little bit sort of like looking back to the old you know, more traditional sales approach. Can you give us some um, sort of aspects of that? What does the sort of traditional sales look like, you know, in today's world? Yeah, so traditional sales were uh, focused more on telling people about your product, your business. Um, It was very focused on the business side of things and not at all so much focused on the consumer side, so what it was that the consumer actually needed to learn or wanted to hear or know more about. It was very focused on, uh, here's what we offer, here's why you should pick us, um, you know, join yeah. us now kind of thing. Right. So t- just totally focused on on the product or service. Um, I'm not sure if you remember this, Shannon, but uh, for me, when I was a little girl, I would still remember salesmen coming to the door. Like, I remember... Um, <laughs> I remember a vacuum salesman one time and, you know, he comes to the door and of course we're not actually in the market for a vacuum. And it was very hard to say no to these salespeople. They were quite persistent and, you know, they come to the door and you're like, oh, no, thanks. And they're like, well, I'll just come in and show you a demo. And then they're like halfway in the door already. So, you know, he's taking apart this (laughs) vacuum out of the thing and he's showing us all these different pieces of the, of the vacuum. And it's like, okay. And I remember just looking at my mom thinking, oh my like what? Right. What has happened here? I, like this is kind of out of control. <laughs> yeah, I remember my folks had a uh, giant encyclopedia library. I remember them to this day. So they must have been captured. I actually had one similar for a water filtration system for my home, and the salesperson actually went so far as to tell me that it was her birthday as well. So <laughs> it's hard to not <laughs> say yes sometimes to something <laughs> like that. Right. Lots of so- tactics. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that brings up this whole, like these, all these other tactics, like you said, so like this, almost this guilt, guilting sort of process of like, you need to buy this or else, you know, something bad is going to happen to you or, you know, you need to feel sorry for me. And I'm just trying to meet my quota. Can you just buy this one thing? And that'll get me up, you know, (laughs) up to my, my quota for the day. And um, right. makes, makes me think of like old school or Girl Scouts in like the movies, you know, how they're right. like, okay, you have to meet this quota and, you know, go cry in front of the door. And, you know, of course I'm the Girl Scouts <laughs> is a great organization. I know you guys don't really teach that to the children who are out there. And I don't even think there's actually door to door sales anymore. Um, but yeah, oh, this I whole, do recall- Oh, I'm sorry. Even with no, the, no. Um, like the government, for example, with sales marketing, you or with sales traditionally, you sometimes have no idea who it is that you like. You sometimes know nothing about who it is you're selling to. I had a uh, a local um, a local political party come to my door one day and ask me if my parents were home, and it was my <laughs> house. <laughs> 
so they knew nothing about uh, about me or you know they were just pushing this agenda or selling me on them well right. trying to after that <laughs> right right i imagine they weren't too successful <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> so then what's the difference between um that process and the sort of the, the attraction marketing principles at their core. What is attraction marketing? Yeah, attraction marketing is audience-focused completely. It's all about what their needs are. It begins with the question for your organization, how can I help my customers or potential customers or clients? How, what can I do for them or offer to them that will be of value to them? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I I love this approach because, um, I mean, to me, you know, all of us have gone into business because there is some problem that we can help our audience solve. And we know that our products and solutions or our products and services are a solution for whatever that problem is. Um, right. So often, though, um, beyond that, you know, we get caught up in just... Um, selling this product or service and we forget that the people we are serving are really why we are doing this in the first place. So, you know, to me, attraction marketing, it's like it takes that, you know, that initial commitment that you've made with your products and services. You've created this product or this service to serve your audience. And with attraction marketing, you're sort of extending that commitment to serving your audience into all of your communication efforts so that it's not just, oh, here's this product and it's really great and it'll help you. But it's actually how can we serve our audience in everything that we're doing, not just through this one small little thing, which might not be small, but this product or service that we've we've developed. So, I mean, to me, (laughs) I think you and I both are sort of shocked. Like, um, when we go to some of the social channels and we see the approach of some businesses, even today, who I think simply right. aren't aware that, wow, you're just really talking about yourself, like pretty much all the time here. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, post after post, look at this product. Oh, and here's another one. Look at this product. And there's no real thought to what's the pain of the audience and how can we actually help them right now? You know? Right. That's right. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I think there's still a real um, awareness aspect in the business world of the fact that our audience needs more from us. They want more from us. And they're actually going to go and they are attracted to organizations who are committed to helping them in every sense of the word. Um, And I think there's also like this need before they're actually your customers. I mean, your customers need things from you. They have these pains long before they actually come to you to buy something. And so if you're able to offer them helpful information in advance or help, like whatever that looks like for them, then, um, then they, they think of you sort of as top of mind and then they'll come to you because they, they trust you. Right. For sure. So how does all of this, like there's this, um, I wouldn't say it's debate, but there's still like a real, um, you know, two, two roads sort of here, but how, you know, how can I actually sell 
if I'm not selling? So what would you say to people or, you know, businesses that ask that question, how can I sell my products and services if I'm not actually out there selling on my social channels? I'm not selling on my, you know, Google business, or I'm not just running AdWords campaigns, selling, selling, selling. What would you say to those businesses? Uh, well, I guess I would say that, um, attracting your clients or your potential customers to you is how this, the selling is going to happen. It's going to, um, you know, come about with the help that they're going to give you. And I wouldn't necessarily say that it's about putting down all of your sales activities and picking up attraction marketing. I would say that it's more about transi- transitioning, excuse me, into um, using those tools and over time being able to put down more of the sales pieces and pick up more of the attraction. I think you'll get much better quality uh, leads that way as well. So sales really, when you're thinking about it, is not, um, I think it's just the thing everybody understands and, and knows and gets. And attraction marketing is maybe this kind of new thing that um, people are learning more about now. So the whole sales thing is still kind of causing this debate. Right. So is there a certain amount of sort of promotion that uh, is really sort of considered okay, like say out there on social channels? Uh, yeah, we stick with a like an 80-20 rule. So 80% uh, value to audience and 20% of um, sales related posts. So, you know, if you're doing five posts a week, a post a day, then one of those would be a sales related uh, or sales-focused post, and everything else should be committed to um, the value of your customer. Awesome. Well, that's really great information. Thank you so much. So we are about to head out to a commercial. So everyone, stay with us, and Shannon Shields and I will be right back. We'll see you on the other side of two minutes. Stay tuned. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. 
You are listening to The Soul Soulful Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm here with Shannon Shields, and we are talking about attraction versus sales and why um, everyone today really needs to be thinking about attracting their audience to them instead of selling to their audience. So, Shannon, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, in the first segment, we were really talking about sort of the differences between um, between what is attraction and what is sales. So in this part of our show, I kind of wanted to dig down into figuring out like, how do we, how do we learn more about our audience and what they actually need from us? Because I think in order to attract our audience to us, the, we have to know who they are. Like, obviously right. we've probably gone through all of these steps to identify, you know, what is our target market and, you know, what niche are we serving? Um, but what are some of the ways like that we can actually, um, dig down and understand that, that buyer persona or our tribe in a, uh, a much deeper way. So I know that you and I have kind of like with our work, you know, we take, a few steps just to getting to that answer. So um, can you talk to us about that process a little bit? Uh, Yeah, the process is all about asking yourself many, many questions about who these people, who the people are that you are trying to reach. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, to start with, I think, you know, just understanding who the audience is. Um, getting inside okay. their their heads. So um, what are some of the things that an organization would want to ask to really understand who that audience is? Yeah, so m- there are many, but uh, to name a few, we've got um, what what are their buying habits? What type of companies are they working for? What are the core values of that company? So, you know, maybe why have they been attracted to that company to begin with? Uh, how large or how many employees does that company have? Yeah, all of these, uh, I mean, what, are what so... What are their goals? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I love the, especially understanding the the core values and the goals. I think, um, you know, as developing your own organization. So I know on the show we've talked about, you know, how do you define your core values and how do you set your goals and tell your story? And that's all well and good. However, it's so important to take it to the next level and really understand the core values of those that you're serving. Because if you don't, if you don't understand those and if you don't know where they're going to go or where they want to go, what their goals are, it's really hard to identify how you can support them in those efforts in, in getting there, you know? Absolutely. And sometimes I find that, um, when you really dig down and answer these questions, um, and you look at a potential audience, um, sometimes, or say a prospect comes along and you're in conversations and you're really looking at their organization, you may find that they're simply not in alignment with where you want to go. Like their That's goals are very true. Yeah. yeah. I know we've had some of these situations recently where, you know, just we've got these opportunities and financially they look really good. But when we dig down and we look at the core values and we look at the goals, they're just not in alignment with where we want to go. 
as an right. organization. And I think that um, in order to get where you want your organization to be, it's really important to find out, to work with organizations that um, that you see that alignment and you feel that alignment and you, f- you feel really good like working with that audience. For sure. And I will say for me that when we started really understanding these things for ourselves, about ourselves, about our own business, it wasn't difficult to say no to those, uh, I'm going to air quote, opportunities. Um, right. I think maybe they were opportunities for us to say no and be okay with it and realize that we are and focus on those that we want to bring mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Abs- absolutely. Um, and I, I think that, uh, just, I don't know, being committed to who you are as an organization, um, really, uh, is, it enables you to stay focused on that. So, um, now of course this is a little bit different for, um, say a company that provides a product. I mean, of course anyone can go out there and purchase your product. Um, however, in your marketing, you really want to speak the language that resonates with the audience that you really do want to serve. That audience that is in alignment with who you are. They're the ones that you want to help. And hey, you know, if you help some other people along the way too, and they benefit from your products, and that is a bonus, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So um, so beyond that, those, so the core values, um, really digging down into your goals, what are some of the other things that we really need to look at as we uh, define who our audience really is? Yeah. So some of those things would be, um, what are their biggest challenges? What mm, problems do they yeah. need to have solved right now? And, you know, can you foresee maybe what those pro- challenges might be in the long run? Um, mm. Yeah, that's yeah, a really how, good point. I like that. Yeah. And how are they looking for solutions to these problems? It's, I should add in here, too, that it's really important not to just assume these things either to, to actually, you know, fig- figure them out rather than just simply making assumptions. Right. So that's so true. And also some of our, the people in our most trusted circles, for example, are not able to actually answer these questions for us because while they might have one answer, they might not be actually the people that we are trying to serve. So it's really important to get these answers from those people uh, specifically. So what are some of the ways that we could, we can do that, that we can get the answers from these, these people? Uh, yeah, so just market market research, um, asking your current clients some of the questions that you've highlighted to um, learn more about potential new clients. Um, you could send out surveys. You could call an interview or bring somebody for a coffee. Um, all of those, any of those really are great. Just ask, I guess, is, is the answer to that. <laughs> right, right. Ask the questions and put, put all, yeah, put your feelers out there and get what you need to make these, to understand the answers to these questions. So are there right. any other questions that we should really be looking at in order to help us understand our audience better? Uh, yes. So how do you prefer to interact when speaking with people that provide their, their supplies? So are they email based? Do they prefer email? Do they prefer phone conversation? Uh, what do they actually need in the products and services that are being offered by by you? Uh, what are they looking for when they shop for them? You know, is, mm-hmm. is packaging important? Is, you know, I- ingredients important if you're selling a product? All of those things. 
Right. And and I think another aspect too, when we really dig down and we consider the tribe of people that we're serving is, um, is, is having insights into their personal life as well and how their personal lives sort of interact with that, with their business lives. And of course, from, you know, my perspective, those are completely intertwined. Um, often though, you know, we know that our ideal audience is, you know, a mom who's the age of between 30 and 30 or 45 or, you know, whatever that is. Like, so we have to understand sort of, um, how their personal lives are impacting their buying choices and how we can then, um, you know, really deeply understand that so that we can then understand the pains that they are experiencing right now so that we can then address them and provide solutions that really benefit them right at the time. Absolutely. And we can also learn what not to do as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think- saying that, I'm thinking of this situation that I had this past week. I was looking at an analytics tool and I was on the site for maybe just a half a second and a little thing popped up in the bottom that literally said, what is keeping you from buying our product at this point? <laughs> and I found that so abrasive. <laughs> right. It's so like, they, uh, you know, I'm not ready yet. who I was. Yes. <laughs> right. And that sometimes, yeah, we need a little bit more time to <laughs> really consider things. Right. Yeah. So, right. so maybe in once, understanding who I am, they would, you know, have rethought that. Absolutely. That yeah. So, so after we, so we ask all of these questions to help understand who our, our audience really is. And then what's the next part of that? Sort of um, the next sort of set of questions that we have to ask are about what? Um. It sounds like I've taken you um, off guard. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. There's more? I'm thinking, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, well, I guess just considering the the pains. And I think that we've already, you know, we've already sort of lumped this all in together. But, you know, part, part one, I think, is identifying, like, who is your audience really? Like, who are they? What, um, how do they engage? What do their businesses look like? What do their, what does their personal life look like? And then part two is what are the pains that they are really feeling? Because we need to really thoroughly understand that in order to be able to solve those problems. Right. Right. That's just it. Sorry, I was trying to think of what I had already said and not say that again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what are some of the questions for all of our listeners? What are some of the questions that they can ask that will really help them identify and understand the pain that their audience is feeling right now? Well, I guess that is like, where is this, where is this pain coming from? What is, what is causing this pain? Um, what is not there that needs to be there, uh, or mm-hmm. is there that needs to not be there? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think just asking, um, and again, you can, you know, you can put this out there in the market research, um, you know, wh- what are your big, biggest challenges with your, in your life, in your business, you know, what are, uh, the biggest problems that you'd need solved right now? And then, mm-hmm. you know, what are those bigger problems to be solved later. Um, 
what are you asking now? Like what, where are you looking for those answers? Um, so I think really sort of segmenting this process to look for, you know, who are you? And then what pain are you feeling? And then ultimately from that, then an organization can decide, okay, like this is how we can answer those or address those, those, those problems right now. Right. right? That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, at the core of all of this, I think is this question, why in the world do, does an organization actually need to understand all of this about their audience? What would you say to that question? Uh, well, I think they need to understand in order to truly bring value so, you know, you want to you want to connect with your with your audience. You want to have the conversation. Um it's going to also lend to them who who it is you are. Um I also think that understanding this is important to help you, you know, redefine your strategies and involve evolve kind of with the habits of the people that you're trying to serve. So, you know, you can even from a business perspective spend less time selling and can focus more on serving your audience. Right. And it's really like customer service at its, you know, utmost, um, sort of the, having the deepest impact with your customer service. So just like, you know, you're committed in your customer service to serving your audience when they have, you know, problems with your products or services. Mm -hmm. This though, is really like taking that commitment to serving them all the time, 100% of the time you know, really getting down to how they need you, where you can step in and help them right now. And that commitment will really totally set you apart because the way that, you know, one organization delivers this commitment and serves their tribe is, is completely different from the way another organization might do that. That's right. And in doing that, that is how the attraction piece comes about. They, you know, they will be looking for organizations doing as you are doing for just that purpose. You're serving them. You're offering them the value. They are being attracted to you. That's right. So um, hopefully everyone listening got some great information from that. So now we are going to go out to a short commercial break. So please stay with us. And Shannon and I will be back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. 
They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. This is Frances Leary, and I am here with Shannon Shields, and we are talking about attraction marketing versus sales and why it's so important to understand who your audience is and what they need from you so that you can really serve them in a way that attracts them to you because you're filling those needs that they have. So Shannon, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, we've covered a lot in the first two segments, sort of really digging down and understanding the difference between attraction and sales, and then looking at um, what do we need to know about our audience so that we can serve them. So right. we've looked at um, know, understanding who our audience is and then understanding the pains that they really have so that we can serve them. So once we have all of that information, um, then it's really about creating a social conversation that is really focused on them so that it attracts them to you. But really, I mean, to me, the attracting them to you part is like this byproduct because the really great part of it is that you're actually helping them. You know, you're actually helping them with everything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so Shannon, the, I guess the sort of number one um, thing to focus on when you're thinking of how do you serve your audience, what would you say that number one thing is? Um, great, great content. Having, yeah. having content that meets everybody, well, perhaps not everybody, but meets your customer where, where it is that they are. Right. So, um, I mean, content is the way that you, you know, communicate your message to your audience. So what are some of the sort of, um, what should this, or some of the qualities, I guess, of great content that really resonates with your audience? Yeah. So really great content that is actually going to truly speak to your audience is going to be in alignment with your own core values for your organization. Obviously relevant to your field, it would be um, informative, perhaps inspirational, sometimes practical, and uh, even motivating, you know, feels good, feels good to read. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think all of us yeah. love to go to those business uh, business channels where we just kind of feel good, like, you know, yeah. whether they're selling a product or whether they're promoting a service or what, whatever it is, when we land on their social channels and they make us feel feel good. They make us smile. Maybe they make us laugh. Um, I think we're a lot more likely to come back because, you know, for sure, there's some kind of resonance there. And then on the 
sort of practical side of things, um, so many of us are out there. I mean, you know, before we buy, most of us are Googling or searching mm-hmm. on social for, for the answers to whatever problems we have. So I think that the, this, you know, this informative content, this, ins- this practical content piece is so important because, um, while perhaps somewhat drier, although your text and all of that doesn't have to be dry, but you know, the information is just practical and it's actually what your audience needs from you. So it's important to also, you know, just really think that, Hey, what can we do to create information that really, um, informs our audience about the questions they have and answers their uh, questions like right now? For sure. So, like, what are the reasons? Like, why do you want to create content like this? Well, mostly to connect with your audience. So, you know, you're, you're building that relationship, building that rapport, truly connecting, not just, you know, plugging in and looking at the website and not feeling anything about it at all. Okay. Uh, you can offer them a variety of what they need. So, you know, are, they, are you going to entertain them? Are you going to provide them with helpful information? Do you have any... Um, tips or other practical things like we had just mentioned, um, you want to, you want to give the variety Mm -hmm. and also my favorite point, um, putting yourself at the top of mind as a resource they can rely on when it is time for them to make that, that, you know, that purchase or the decision to move forward. Right. I think because you've Mm -hmm. already, um, sort of started to build up this trust with them. They, they trust you as a, a resource for help that they need. And, um, so once they get ready to sort of pull the plug on the purchase, they, you know, they think of you. So that's, that's really right. important. They'll remember your content for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, this great content can look like there's so many different ways. Great content can, mm-hmm. um, can show up. So what are mm-hmm. some of the, what are some of those ways? Well, there's so many ways to do this creatively. It's actually the content creation, some of my, my favorite stuff. Um, you can create offers for them. So, uh, you know, your eBooks, white papers, free guides, uh, any kind of checklist that, uh, they can complete in order to, um, decide for themselves if they're ready to move forward or if they need something more, um, Mm -hmm. video tutorials. Those are of course, video, everything is gaining popularity. That's so true. So you, you say content offer. So, um, now content offer. So those of you that are familiar with the term inbound, so we haven't Mm -hmm. used inbound marketing in this conversation so far. However, inbound marketing is attraction marketing. It's all about giving your audience what they need and attracting them to you. So really those two words could be used interchangeably. So, um, what, what does a content offer look like? Where does that live? Shannon? Uh, it lives on a landing page on your website. So you would be using perhaps your social channels to distribute some information about an offer that you have that will serve your audience. Then they will go to your website and land on a landing page and hopefully fill out a form and maybe give you a little bit of information about them in order to receive their free gift from you, which would be your content offer. So there, I mean, so this is a great way to generate leads as well. Absolutely. Then. Warm leads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because they're already interested in what you really, what you really want. So, right. so some of the great content like this, for example, then can be part of, um, really active lead generation. And then other content also, 
um, lead generation, perhaps a little bit more passive because you're not asking the audience to fill out a form in order to get it. So what are some of those other uh, powerful forms of content that you can share either on your website or out there on your social channels? So um, blogs would be a great, mm. obviously a great piece for that. Uh, any other articles that you're writing, if you're going to say maybe put in a LinkedIn article or put an article onto another perhaps partner site or association you're involved with, um, any quotes that you have or other images that you're going to make perhaps with tips on them or anything, some of that inspirational and motivating stuff we talked about a little earlier. Uh, how-tos, oh, infographics, those are one of my favorites, infographics. A lot of people love how easy it is to digest the information off of an infographic. Um, so your how-tos, you could write songs, create videos, perhaps with also with your written songs, and also create slide shares that would um, share a lot of information with just a little bit of concise text and, again, be easy to digest. So should all of this, does all of this have to be original? Like, do, does an organization have to create all of this themselves? Or can they source, go ahead. I would say that the more that you can have that is original, the better. Um, I wouldn't say, like, if you're going to share a quote, for example, you can share quotes from others that are relevant to your organization, um, but you can also share quotes of your own. Uh, But, you know, creating your own image for that quote, I would suggest is uh, a better practice than, you know, well, I probably wouldn't suggest anybody just go to Google and (laughs) grab that image and call it. No, don't do that. Listeners, don't do that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's very bad. So um, so you can, so yeah, the more you have that's original, the better. But you can also, like, especially when you're first starting out, I think, to attract your audience to you, I think there is a lot of information out there. Not so much when it comes to, like, the images, like Shannon said. Like, you cannot just, you know, basically steal images from Google. You can't do that. But um, you can link to a a YouTube video that someone else has created. You could link to an article that another company has created. You know, you can, so, you know, if you're just starting to build up your bank of original content, don't stress out because there is a lot of information that's already out there that you can pull from that will actually benefit your audience, you know? That's right. Yeah. And I mean, and let's be honest, like not all of us are like great, you know, video experts at creating, creating really (laughs) humorous or entertaining videos. So sometimes, you know, going to YouTube and grabbing a great, um, something that our audience is just going to love is actually going to resonate better than us, you know, messing around for a few hours and not, and then creating something that is going to fall flat and is not going to have that, that same, meaning as maybe sourcing something out. So as we're just talking about this content though, um, I think we also talked about this in a previous episode, but can you mention for our listeners, just a couple of your favorite tools, like when you're creating images, what are some of your favorite tools to create your own unique images? Uh, well, I use PicMonkey most often. Uh, there are a lot of pros and cons, more pros for me. I, I like how creative you can be. You really get uh, a, you know, a lot of options when you're designing images. Uh, we also use Canva, and I think it's Stencil now was once Share's image. I believe it's Stencil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is generally what we would do for images, How, although I do like programs like PowerPoint. I know that's uh, probably – is that mm-hmm. your favorite, Francis? I think? I think 
It is. It's my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you don't even have to, you know, sign up. You can get creative and make some great images, even with just what you have already. Um, But Mm -hmm. those would be, those three that I mentioned would be um, basically where my image creation mostly happens. Cool. And what, what tool do you use to create infographics? I use PictoChart for that. And uh, like PicMonkey, you can do a lot of things with it. I really, sometimes I use PicMonkey in order to manipulate some images to go into infographics. So depending how much time you have, you know, you can, you can, you know, really get detailed uh, about what it is that you want to put out there. But uh, PictoChart is a really great free to start, free to use tool. Awesome. So, um, and for all of you that are listening, you can um, source images that for like, that you don't have to pay for and that you don't have to, um, you know, that are just free license, creative common license on um, like Pixabay is a great source. Uh, Pexels is a great source. Um, You can actually also get um, free to use uh, licensed uh, video from Pexels. This is a new discovery that we've made. So um, those of you that sort of are wanting to really get more creative with your content, um, lots of resources out there for you um, to do that yourself. For sure. Uh, um, so we are coming up to another break here. So for those of you who are listening and are thinking like, geez, well, I wonder where, you know, how everything I'm doing stands right now. So, um, at the top of your screen, there's a little banner there. And if you click on that, that will take you to an online checklist and that will walk you through just a few little questions about, well, they'll help you determine where things stand with your online presence right now. And it might help you determine whether you are attracting your audience or not. So during the break, Click on that and um, download that and find out what you need to find out. And then stay with us because Shannon and I will be back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. You're listening to The Social Hour, and I'm here with Shannon Shields today. Shannon, thanks for being with us. Thanks so much. I'm really happy to join you. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. So today we have been talking about attraction versus sales. And um, we've really covered a lot during the scope of the the show so far. Um, You know, we started with what is attraction, and what is sales? So, you know, as we as we sort of get to the end, Shannon, can you just again just what is attraction really all about? Attraction is all about serving your audience. It is mm-hmm. completely audience focused, um, meeting your audience where they are to offer them the things that they need, as opposed to traditional sales, which is buy my stuff. It's awesome. Even if your stuff <laughs> really is awesome, you know, attraction is the way to go. <laughs> right. Right. And of course, everyone out there with your business, yes, your stuff is awesome. And yes, right. you also have to focus on your audience, really. That's what they need from you. Um, right. So we, we looked at that. And then from there, we looked at um, sort of the, the two pieces of how we really understand our audience and um, what they need from us. And we looked at, you know, some questions that will help us identify who our audience really is, So, you know, everything from their buying habits to their core values to the, you know, how many employees are there to their biggest challenges and all of their goals. So just understanding really who your audience is and then understanding their pain and the the biggest problems that they have, because without that understanding, you aren't able really to help them, to serve them in an authentic way. Um, And then from there, we've talked about content because really content is the key to putting out that useful, um, whether it's information, entertainment, inspiration that your audience really needs from you. So creating great content, um, is the way to do that. And Shannon shared with us things about creating content offers. We talked about blogging and then we talked about a lot of other kinds of content that you can share out there on your social channels. And then also Shannon shared her favorite, um, tools for creating, um, your own original images and things like infographics as well. So, that brings us then to where we are now. So after we've, we've gone through all of these processes and there might be people listening and they're like, well, so I'm doing all of this stuff and I'm, you know, I'm, I understand my audience and I understand their pain and I'm putting out this great, um, content that helps them. And what about me? (laughs) Like, how does that actually (laughs) translate into business? So can you address that Shannon? Well, that is what is going to create the business. So you are building this relationship with your audience and, uh, you know, they are engaging with you. And when it comes time, when they're ready to make that decision, they, they will all already have built that rapport with you, which will then turn, turn into the sales. Right. So can you walk us through a bit of a, a sort of an attraction marketing or an inbound marketing scenario? So what does that sort of flow or that process look like? Well, I guess that the, um, the person on the other, se- other end of their Google search will realize that they have some sort of problem, although they're not quite sure what that would be. They're, you know, they, 
they know they know they have an issue. They're not quite sure how to fix it. They're going to, you know, go to Google and ask almighty Google how to fix this problem. Uh, <laughs> then they're going to consider with all of the information that Google is get, giving them, consider what it is that could be right, that could fix their problem, and then they're going to be making their decision. Mm-hmm. So I think for organizations then who are, you know, they're putting out this great content, of course, that's how we want our audiences to find us. So, you know, we're we're sharing this on our social channels, we're sharing this on our website. And so when someone is searching, whether they're searching on Google or whether they're searching within even Facebook itself or on YouTube, you know, they're searching for solutions or potential solutions for these problems that they're having. You want your content to be there. So you will have been building up these relationships, hopefully in advance with this, you know, your social audience, they're engaging with you already. And then, you know, you put out this, um, this great content that then brings them back to your website, because ultimately, you know, you're having conversations on your social channels and there are some companies who will actually, you know, have opportunities to purchase or to buy from social. Usually though, you need to get people back to your website in order for that to happen. So, you know, you're sharing these great things out on social and that ultimately leads people back to your website where they can access even more content. So maybe this is more blogs, more videos or whatever. And then eventually they get to a page with a content offer. So, um, when they get to that page with a content offer, they have to fill out a form. And so this, at this point, then they become, like you had said earlier, a warm lead, right? So now you have this lead. What do you do with that lead as in order to sort of continue that process, that cycle? Right. You, you nurture that lead. So you offer other pieces of helpful information that um, you would see the beauty of it is that once you have all of these information, all of this, this really great understanding about who your client is, you can anticipate what it is that they're going to be putting in that Facebook search or that Google search. And so you can anticipate what their next questions are going to be and offer more information and really nurture, nurture that lead and build that relationship even further. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the ways that you can nurture a lead? Um, offering again more another content offer, um, perhaps offering a you know free webinar of some kind, or um, getting them to sign up on your email list. Those kinds of things to mm-hmm. get more information to them. Yeah, I agree about the email. I, I find that you know the social is a great way to build this relationship initially, and then mm. email is a, a sort of more personal step because you're actually arriving into someone's inbox and they have requested information from you. So it's not right. like you're spamming them. I mean, they filled out a form. They want information from you. They need what you have to offer. So by using this email um, you know, communication, you're able to, on a continuous basis, put helpful information or inspiring information into their inbox so that you can actually um, build that relationship with them further. And then you know, um, someone on the other end, maybe once they, you know, ha- keep accessing more and more from you, you, you know, you pick up the phone and you, and you talk to these people and you really find out, um, whether what you have to offer is the right thing for them. Right. That's right. Yeah. And That's so right. just a, 
a little bit of um, some statistics for all of you listeners. So, you know, social media, using social media in this as part of this inbound process actually has a 100% higher lead to close rate than outbound marketing. And if you're looking at the cost of leads, so this inbound process costs about 40% less per lead than traditional outbound marketing. So there's a lot of um, cost savings to you. And, um, and all of this really will speed up your sales cycle as well, right? For sure. So I think, you know, overall, this really is about um, you, your organization, your commitment to serving your audience and doing everything that you can to... Um, take that commitment to all of your communication. And, um, for me, I love that feeling. I mean, don't you feel like it's just kind of magic, Shannon? It's just, it's just such a great rewarding experience to know that you're serving your audience in that way. It, it really is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think we are about to the end of our show here. So this has been great spending time with wow. all of you today. Yeah, Shannon, thank you so much for being <laughs> with us. Everyone who's listening, you can connect with Shannon by going to Shan Loves Local on Twitter. And you can also find out more about Wired Flare by going to wiredflare.com. So thank you, Shannon, for being with us. It's been a true pleasure today. Thank you so much. Yeah, and for all of you who are listening, make sure to uh, stay with us next week. Come back again and make sure to connect with me. You can find me at Francis Leary, all one word, pretty much everywhere. So you have been listening to The Social Hour. Thank you again for being with us, and we will see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of The Social Hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a soul connection with your audience.